Hi! Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton Blake, and this week my friend Brian Bodges and I reunited to talk about how you is for the underwear aisle at the department store and other queer awakenings. We chatted about the common awakening around Brendan Fraser, the Abercrombie and Fitch of it all, and that tiny mask worn by Chris O'Donnell as Robin. Make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at ondqpod, that's ondqpod, and let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Also, feel free to leave us a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Enjoy the show. Hi, Brian. Hi, Adam. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me again. It feels it feels so comfortable to be here. I know. You're in the illustrious two-timers club with uh, my friend Karam, with our friend Brent, and now Mr. Brian. Ugh. Yay, is this like Mary Kay where, you know, you get to be a top seller and, and you get a pink Cadillac? Yes, except for I will send you my pink headphones. They will have all of my ear gunk in them, but I'll send them to you. Okay, all right, yeah. And if you could send the little pink pig. Oh, well. always, always. Um, okay, so today we are talking about how you is for the underwear aisle at the department store and other queer awakenings, which is, um, I feel like you are kind of like my queer liaison here on this show. We kind of talk about existential queer ideas um, and then bring them to the masses. Yes, yes. Yeah. Taking all the queer stuff that's floating <laughs> up in the ether and trying to ground it somewhere in some reality somewhere in space and time. I know. It's so weird. It's like you're my only queer friend, Brian. I know. Well, there's there's only like, you know, one or two of us in the world. So <laughs> we're really lucky. Yeah, one in a few. One in a few. Okay, yeah. So we are talking about kind of like gay awakenings today, um, which uh talking to like all of my friends and like posting like a question on instagram it's really funny because this is like a concept that i feel like is so um common to queer people um because i feel like it's like what a lot of us like bond over um like first off but um to kind of lay the groundwork as you know we like to do how would you categorize a gay or queer awakening like what constitutes one oh. You know, I, I was like, I was looking up the definition of awakening, and it's mm. like, it was like to emerge from like a, being asleep, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, like, you know, like being asleep, you're you're um, a bit in a bit of a sort of trance or something where you're just not really kind of fully there, and then you have a moment mm -hmm. where like kind of the veil's taken off and it and it clicks. Um, so I think it's a bit of an aha moment. It's a, it's like an initial discovery. Yeah. I would say that Oprah kind of summed up, um, the word awakening with the coining of the term aha moment. And we as a society have taken that and ran with it. Yeah. I think, uh, so I will say Oprah created the gay awakening. That's what I'm going to say. Yes. Well, yeah. you know, what's really funny. Um, Oprah and I actually have the same birthday. So it might actually be an astrological uh, mm. you know, thing that um, people born on a specific day in January, you know, might be really privy to. 
Yeah, I bet that you get confused with her all the time. I mean, uh, honestly, I mean, we have such similar, like, finances and things that it's really easy <laughs> to confuse the two of us. And you yeah. both love Swiss chard and kale. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's, absolutely. It's, you know, it's nature's, it's nature's broom from a, you know, digestive perspective, which is probably really gross to me. Yeah, but we love true. nature's candy. Okay, so yeah, we are talking about gay awakenings. And yeah, you're right. I think it's like that, like, aha moment. Um, but it's so funny because I feel like a lot of those like aha moments come um, randomly, specifically like through the media. But doing research on like Reddit or like forums, I was like looking up like gay awakenings in this podcast. The underwear aisle at the department store is a common theme of a lot of people's like first experience of like queer culture, which is so hilarious to think about because it was definitely one of mine um it was like not only the aisle but also like the macy's catalog and i was like what is this and that was like tingle 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 what is this what is this um did you have a similar similar experience oh my gosh yeah like i think i feel like it was always um that aisle that i had like so much curiosity to and like uh, maybe like always like wanted to go down without like my mom there with me like you know i just i needed like privacy to like search for Mm -hmm. what what underwear i wanted Mm -hmm. um but it was like a lot jumping out at you like from yeah from just like a packaged good Mm -hmm. no pun no pun intended Mm -hmm. it you know you have like minimal coverage Mm-hmm. around a very kind of exciting area um <laughs> you always usually shirtless with, mm-hmm. with really crisp crisp silhouettes mm-hmm. crisp uh toning yes um and you know you're like buying something for like a very like personal area mm-hmm. it's, it's a very um intense experience yeah and i feel like when i was growing up it was like um that like seeing that but then also it being so commonplace for like the abercrombie and fitch marketing of it all just to be like oh everyone is like shirtless and sexy and oily in like anywhere i go in the mall um so i was like oh this is amazing oh this is heaven why do i love going to the mall so much (laughs) (laughs) well and it's always like you know you can you can buy a piece of that fantasy mm-hmm. for a certain price. Yeah. And it obviously worked very well. And I mean, I, I have a, a bit on Abercrombie and Fitch, so mm-hmm. I, w- I won't get there yet. <laughs> it was very influential. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it kind of took the world by storm. Um, but, like, was there a department store in specific that you would, like, want to go to because of that specific aisle like mine was tj maxx i was a tj maxxanista for the for the hot bodies yes um you know i i would say probably like on the spectrum of like least exciting to most exciting Mm -hmm. like the like the targets and the walmarts were probably like the least exciting ones Mm -hmm. because you didn't have you had very like straightforward brands like yeah Hanes, Fruit of the Loom, like those didn't really have any of the like va va voom kind of like mm-hmm. styles of photography. Yeah. Granted, when you you started 
going on the other end of the spectrum closer to like like a Macy's or mm-hmm. a Kohl's. You started to have brands like Calvin Klein or To Exist or any of those that like had a mm-hmm. bit more of like a, a higher sexual flavor going on in the photography. So like that's where like the excitement really started to get like amped up. And it was like going less and less or further away from like functional garment to like sexy aspirational experience. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those ones on that side of the spectrum were always a bit more interesting um, and uh, had more of a magnetism to them. Yeah. uh, Than your, you know, uh, target brand things. Yeah. It was like your $24 one pair of Calvin Klein underwear. Um, my God, Calvin Klein really, um, really, uh, did that up. And specifically, I can remember, remember like the change of, um, tone. Cause originally there was like Marky Mark. Right. But I feel like our generation's version of that was the David Beckham of it all. When he mm. came out with that, like Calvin Klein sponsorship campaign. Oh boy. Did that, did that, um, did that really change my life in a big way? I mean, I, I I loved the Marky Mark stuff. I mean, I am also mm-hmm. a very large fan of Mark Wahlberg. Um, and that was a very, like, graphic pose that he had. Like, they started it off in a very uh, mm-hmm. intense way. Um, and it is, it is one of those brands, I feel like, that is, you know, very timeless. And it's mm-hmm. still really relevant today. And they've, they've, they've nailed it. Um, yeah. I think when it gets to be stuff that's, like, outside of the underwear is where it gets to be a little bit fuzzy, you know, yeah. like some of the other realms of that apparel, but it's like the underwear, they know exactly what they're doing and they've been doing it for what? 30 some years. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're really, really killing that. Um, from Brooke Shields, starting with Brooke Shields. Hello, obviously. And then we have the Kate Moss of it all, the Marky Mark, the, the, Oh, I remember the Kellen Lutz. Ooh, that was a great one. Um, they're just like, oh, and then there was Justin Bieber. It was just like sexy, sexy, oh, yeah. but then always like you always see the before and after of those photo shoots. And it's always like, okay, so they made everything bigger and th- something's a little smaller, but everything a little bigger, which I'm like, hey, oh, you yeah. know what? I am fine living in this uh, Truman Show simulation. Yes. You know, I'm, I, I'm looking to escape out of this underwear aisle in you know a cold <laughs> just as much as the next person is yeah i'm gonna set up a tent there and um just live there i think i think um that'll be my happy place maybe that's what heaven looks like for me just the the underwear aisle at a tj maxx mm. yeah you could maybe live in the middle of those like circular coat racks that they have or the <laughs> racks. did you ever used to get in those as a child like crawl into the middle kind of have like a fortress feeling yeah, for some reason it felt really comfy. It felt like being in the closet. I don't know. Something mm. about that. I can't put my finger on it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> I, I, can see, I, I can't either. <laughs> okay, so speaking of closet and then eventually coming out of it. So what were your personal like gay awakenings? Because I have like one that's like a real life one and then one that's like a like film TV one. Ooh. I mean, I I feel like I can't remember the first one, but I can just remember the ones that were so visceral mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And one of them we've already we've already scratched the surface on, which was the Abercrombie and Fitch 
bags, mm-hmm. catalogs, and in-store posters. Mm-hmm. That was like, I just remember seeing that and was just like, well, this is just how everyone looks. It's amazing. <laughs> like, this is, like, this is it. Mm-hmm. it. And I remember, and just like the smell, I was, everyone was always like, mm-hmm. the store is so overwhelming, the cologne. And I was always just like, give me more. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> I want to buy a bottle. That's where I would live. That's where I mm-hmm. wanted to live as a, as a kid. Um, and, you know, now looking back at it, it's, you know, no wonder a lot of people are riddled with body image issues. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, it, it reeked of toxicity. Um, but you know, those, the, the photographs that they did and especially the ones that like the photographer Bruce Weber did like the mm-hmm. early kind of original Abercrombie mm-hmm. stuff. I was just like, yeah, I was like, this is heaven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, c- but cause then you could also be like, Oh, I'm just getting a pair of jeans secretly just to like get the bag or like just to like make sure you can have that tangible thing. <laughs> yeah, to have a piece of that fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, you know, quite heteronormative and quite nasty, but um I was all there for it as a child. And and mm-hmm. I think that was also with some of the cloud of being freshly like awoken you know Mm -hmm. like i didn't i wasn't able to quite see all of that with a lot of clarity um but i was there for it and for the you know it's it's dear sibling hollister as well i was there for it equally Mm -hmm. as much Mm -hmm. um but another one was princess jasmine and it's not that i because i was Mm -hmm. attracted to her it was just because i wanted to be her yeah oh yeah like the love story between her and Aladdin, you know, he had that little vest on always Mm -hmm. shirt, you know, mostly shirtless. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, that's, that's what I want. I wanted to fly around on a Persian rug Mm -hmm. with tassels. Yeah. (laughs) The hands actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, technically tassels. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Um, Loved her. Yeah, it's like, that's a fun um, kind of gay awakening, which is like a thing that's been coming up when I've been talking to my friends on here. Like my friend James in the first episode, he was saying that one of his like gay awakenings was um, like Michelle Pfeiffer in as um, Catwoman, just because he wanted to like be her, Um, which I'm like, yeah, that's, that makes complete sense. I think for me, it was... Uh, I was. I talked to my friend Laurel about this on the podcast. I wanted to be Blake Lively in Sister of the Traveling Pants so badly. Um, I thought I was her. I was like, oh, this, uh, like, yes, I am also a sexy, tall, blonde woman who is just very good at soccer. Um, I was none <laughs> of those things. Um, but, oh, my God. Yeah, that was kind of like the first step of like, Huh? Maybe I'm. Maybe I should think about the world a little differently if I want to ble- be Blake Lively rather than like kiss Blake Lively. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that's maybe like part of the awakening, right? Mm-hmm. Like you grow up for years thinking or encouraged to think that you should be attracted to them. You should want to like mm-hmm. have them be like your girlfriend, and like part of the awakening, or even just like maybe having that feeling and maybe thinking that those feelings are the same thing. Mm-hmm. But the awakening is like, no, I don't want to be with her. I just want <laughs> to be her. Yeah. 
And I think there's a clear distinction. I think so, too. I was also like, my last name's Blake. Her first name's Blake. I can be very lively at times. You know, I was like, I'm already there. I'm already there. Uh, you know, like, if the two of you were to get married and, you know, you you did the, the classic thing of taking, you know, the man's mm-hmm. last name, it would be Blake Blake. How cool. Like, Blake squared. Or I would, t- or I could take her first name, and I could be Blake Blake. <laughs> yes, you could do a, you know, mash it up a little bit. Or I could just take her first and last name, and just also be Blake Lively. Maybe that's what I'll do. Okay, all right, I think that's good. That's good. Um, Twenty three planning. <laughs> I think so, yeah. So my first like unconscious gay awakening was um, watching The Sound of Music, which um, I like to call a hat on a hat. Um, and, uh, do you know that phrase? Hat on a hat? No, uh, what, what do you mean? So a hat on a hat is something that, um, is you're kind of doubling down on the same thing. So for example, if I were to, um, like, uh, uh, be dressed as a drag queen and then also kiss a guy and someone was like, I think he's gay. It's like, yeah, that's a hat on a hat. <laughs> that is like kind of super obvious. So, um, yeah. It. So my first like gay awakening, I think was Sound of Music. I was obsessed with the eldest son um, whose mm. name was not Kurt, the elder, like Friedrich. Um, he was like this like blonde boy. And I was like, maybe I just had had a thing for blondes as a kid. But um, I, he had like two lines in the whole movie in the whole movie. And I walked away from that movie. One being like, I love musicals. And then also just being like, I love that, that one character, the eldest son, he was my favorite for no reason, just because he was pretty. And then as I matured, I discovered the movie, a chorus line, which um, have you seen the music, the movie version of a chorus line? Oh, Brian, it's so good. It is 80s tastic. Um, like, I feel like it came out like right after flash dance. So it has like that vibe. Um, the choreography is so great. All the guys are wearing like tight, tight leggings, um, and then there was this one dancer who, who was playing uh, Paul, um, whose name was Cameron English, or English English, and I was obsessed with him because he was like beautiful, and he was dancing in like jeans and a sleeveless sweater vest, and I was like, naturally, I was yeah. like, come on, down. but he was like doing like high kicks, and he was like shy and quiet, and his whole storyline was about like being gay and not accepted by his parents, and I was like, oh boy. Oh boy, this is this yeah. is my life. This this is what I want. This is this is everything I need. Um, and he was just beautiful, beautiful. And mm-hmm. so those were kind of my two media ones that I was like, ah, there you go. Like, yeah, this mm. this the this, this is my this is my path forward. Mm. I mean, it was only two lines in the movie, but obviously, it was a great two lines. <laughs> it was, it was enough great... to like hook, reel, and sink. It really. Um, stuck a chord with me to the point where my like AIM, AIM like screen name, my messenger screen name was a chorus line 83, which is also what we call a hat on a hat. Yep. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. The screen name era. Oh yeah. It was your first chance to like, express yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And be limited, you know, by the alphanumeric keyboard. Such yes. constraints. <laughs> Yeah. I think the the other one for me is like I think the, honestly like the first time I ever fell in love 
<gasps> was with Heath Ledger in Brokeback Mountain. Uh, like when I saw yeah. it, I was like, you know, I'd already seen him in, and you know, I'd already, you know, we'd already kind of flirted in 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> yes. I, I love that movie. <laughs> and, you know, he had more of his bad boy face then. Mm-hmm. But when I saw him in Brokeback Mountain and I saw the love story and then, you know, he, without spoiler alert, you know, when he dies, <gasps> I was just like, I was heartbroken yeah. for like days. And I, I was just like mourning the loss. And then ultimately it became real in real life. And I was just like, this is too much. I know. But that, that movie like captivated me. And I think it was, you know, one of the first like major film that I had mm-hmm. seen yeah. where it was like mainstream, like A-list celebrities playing these like in-depthly gay romantic characters. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I was taken by storm. And yeah. It wasn't, you know, I, I I clearly knew well before then, but it was like I was awake. I was awoken to my um, ability to open my heart to men, and particularly Heath Ledger. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, he's so beautiful in that movie. Um, also, just like a beautiful movie uh, for me, it was Jake Gyllenhaal in that movie. Really, mm. really kind of set me off on the Jake Gyllenhaal fan train, which I feel like. Um, Jake's like legion of gay fans like definitely comes from that movie and they just held on because he's like pretty and like really talented. Um, but yeah, that that was a movie that I watched over and over again, like mm-hmm. like it, on my computer, like under the covers. Cause like I've I felt like I like shouldn't be watching it, but like I'm like, why not? It's a beautiful story. But like, as a young kid, I was like, Ooh, this is like, I'm really into this. And so oh, yeah. love that movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh yes. Which yeah. also is an amazing star studded cast that I feel like I sort of fades into the background a little I bit, know. you know, and Hathaway, Michelle know, Williams, Michelle Williams. Well, and There's what people that I'm forgetting. Well, what people I forget is that um, in Brokeback Mountain, David Harbour is in that movie as Anna Faris's like um, yeah. boyfriend, and there he goes out into like the porch where Jake Gyllenhaal is during a party, and full on like is trying to cruise Jake Gyllenhaal, which I feel like everyone forgets that that was David Harbour. He looks amazing, and there's like hot sexual tension. It's great. Mm-hmm. I know. I think everyone else just faded to the background because yeah. the main characters were just so radiating. I know. I know. And Anne Hathaway in that wig where like it curls in uh, and out at the same time. It's so good. Iconic. Ugh, so mm-hmm. good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, uh, what I was, I think that we do during this little podcast moment is I went through Reddit, um, and searched a thread that was like, what's your gay awakening? And then also asked, Mm. um, some of some Instagrammy people, um, put out a little poll of like what their, um, 
like sexual gay awakening was. And I thought that we could go through this list and just talk about talk talk about these awakenings and see if we agree what we think of it and um yeah, how it also affected us. What do you think? Okay, yeah. I love great. it. Sign me up. Okay, great. Okay. So, also this is like my first time ever using Reddit. Um it is wild over there. Mm-hmm. Um it is kind of like a free for all of um everything. Um so yeah, just a heads up that um it's kind of crazy over there. Yeah, you can cast a deep net. <laughs> yeah, you can enter the dark web there. Yes. All right, so we're going to start with, uh, obviously, um, Local Native 1987 is a user, and they posted, When I was a kid, I saw the movie Casper with Christina Ricci. We love Christina Ricci. When Casper turned into a real boy and came down the stairs in that flowy shirt, my child mind was like, yep, I'm gay. <sighs> Do you remember that? That was like Devin Sawa. Related to JoJo. So, uh, Jojo Siwa, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are they in the same family? My Casper is um, Casper and Wendy. Is Hillary Duff? Um, Hillary Duff, Casper and Wendy. So I kind of missed the Devon Sawa thing, but after doing some searching of like Devon Sawa and Casper, it's a very similar to Friedrich and Sound of Music. It's kind of just like blonde Aryan boy with like big Bambi eyes. And I can totally see how a flowy shirt could get in there. Yeah, especially, you know, walking down the stairs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the one that comes to my mind that has a similar sentiment, obviously, is Titanic. Of you know, course. I feel like stairs can be a really romantic place, you know, like mm-hmm. arrival and, you know, meeting your lover. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember that particular part of the movie. I mm-hmm. just mostly remember him as the ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember thinking how much I wanted to like renovate that house, <gasps> which again, maybe yep. a hat, <laughs> a hat on a hat. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, just the house. I don't, everyone else, I just was like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. I will say Christina Ricci, she is re- she really established herself as a star from a very young age of just those big eyes, that big old bobblehead. Um, just kind of taken over, taken over our screens as children. Oh, so good. Yeah. Love it. And the woman who had the kind of raspy voice, who was like the evil one mm. in the movie. Uh, mm. She, again, not that I wanted to be with her, I wanted to be her. But yeah. she was a little evil. But I did. You know, we all have that. We all her. have that. Yeah, the 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 sexy seductress voice. Mm. Yes. Yeah, love that. Um, okay, this is from no underscore commotion. Uh, they say, I have a few moments that were definitely notable. One, Superman. Great. Two, the men's diving team at the Atlanta Olympics in 1996. And then three, Bad Romance by Lady Gaga, which I think all of those are very valid. Um, do you have a Superman that kind of kind of did it for you, or a superhero that kind of did it for you? Um, you know, if you consider Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell a superhero, <laughs> I would say he would be mine. I don't think mm-hmm. he probably fits into the Marvel mm. or DC Comics universe, but um, you know, I don't. I never really got into 
that side of like entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, but Andrew, my boyfriend, he also said the diving team was one of his. <gasps> yeah. Or really any like diving, swimming, yeah. um, really anything in the professional sports realm, but obviously the diving and the swimming was a bit more intimate of uniforms than the other ones. Yeah. I was like definitely obsessed with the diving team. Still am obsessed with Olympic diving. Um, but now mainly a little more for the artistry of it. When I was younger, it was just for the uh, bodies, 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 not to quote an A24 <laughs> film. Um, but I love diving so much that as a kid, I was kind of like a habitual liar as a kid um, just cause I wanted to like live these fabulous lives. And so I, um, told everyone in my elementary school that I was part of our school's um, diving team. Uh, We did not have a diving team or like a pool (laughs) or like any access to that. But I was so confident. I was like, yeah, I'm part of the diving team. Like I have to go to practice after school today. (laughs) Just bad, bad. I just wanted to live in like my own little fantasy world. Um, But part of me was probably just like, yeah, I want to, I want to be around those, those sexy men. The bodies, yeah. I love that you picked something to lie about that everyone could probably easily fact. <laughs> I know, I know. But if you say it with enough conviction, you know, fake it till you make it. Fake it until there is a diving team. I know. I was also the same with like figure skating. It's just maybe because I saw the Olympics and I was like, these look easy. I I already know how to do this. I told everyone that I was a professional figure skater, um, and yeah, I had to like I was coming from practice in the morning. Um, just like two of the gayest sports. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I already do them. I'm like, I'm like so great. Keep in mind, I was like, like 30 pounds. I was like tiny, frail kid, <laughs> not doing any sports at all. Showed no interest in sports. But I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm like this amazing professional figure skater and I'm on the diving team. Yeah. I don't know how I have time for both, but I make it work. And, you know, my sponsors are breathing down my back. It's just a lot to balance with being in fifth grade. It was a lot. It was a lot. I had to do my coloring homework and then do a triple axel, you know? Yeah. 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 It's amazing what people can handle. I know. All right. So another user, we have Shadowwalker901 just great um they said chris evans in a towel fantastic four movie have you seen this movie oh it's a superhero movie you probably haven't i have not but Mm -hmm. if you can remember chris evans in i always get them confused she's all that and not another teen movie yeah it's not another teen movie Mm -hmm. yes okay that one where he comes out with like the whipped mm-hmm. cream yes and then the banana and i was just like oh mm-hmm. my gosh that's yeah. that's my moment with him yeah but i'm sure he was also very memorable in the other one i mean it, it was the same thing of like he's just wearing a towel like and he just has like he's just beautiful yeah the not another teen movie is uh my boyfriend giovanni is like one of his um he always goes back to that of just like Oh, that was a moment. That was like a change in the space-time continuum when he came out with that whipped cream on. Oh, yeah. And rightfully so. I mean, I know. if there was really an internet to break back then, it <laughs> would have. Oh, completely. Oh, completely. Yeah. Okay. I'm totally aligned with that. Um, okay. This is... Okay, so two users on this thread 
posted the same person, but in different roles, which I thought was interesting. It was Brendan Fraser in The Mummy and Brendan Fraser in George of the Jungle. Okay, uh, this is I've had this discussion recently. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> with with Andrew and with friends of like whether or not Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. Fraser, I never know how to say his last I know. name. Fraser. It was part of part of the gay awakening and for mm-hmm. me it wasn't. I just I never mm-hmm. I never picked up what he was putting down and I've heard other people be like are you kidding? It was pivotal. <laughs> like yeah. it was, you know, mm-hmm. George of the Jungle, the shirtless, the tiny little that terrible wig. Yeah. Um, again, I didn't didn't even think to question that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, it's it's just who he is. Yeah. Um, but also, not to forget him in Blast from the A Blast from the Past with Alicia Silverstone. Ooh, no, I haven't seen that, but I love Alicia Silverstone. Hello. Oh well, I know what you're doing this weekend. Uh, yeah, there you go. That one's amazing. Um, but I could I could see that for him for mm-hmm. other people. It just yeah. was not was not with me. Yeah, Brendan Fraser kind of um I didn't I didn't really know about him until I was a guy got older and it was more in like a throwback setting. Um mm. but um it's so funny cuz now he's we're in like what the renaissance like that's what they're calling it of like the kind of revival mm-hmm. of his career. I just saw the movie The Whale a couple weeks ago and my god is it brilliant and it's kind of kind of impeccable to see like this guy who is kind of touted as this like yeah like this like hollywood heartthrob kind of like your like modern day like channing tatum moment um and later in his career kind of coming back after being exiled and being like in an oscar conversation um it's kind of my favorite narrative ever of like um a hollywood starlet um kind of like where they get to change their career and come back with a vengeance um so he might not have been a sexual awakening for me but um, I'm all here for the renaissance and a cultural awakening. I'm totally here for. I love it. Um, is is he also going on tour with Beyonce for the Renaissance tour? Are they combining, doing a collaboration at all mm-hmm. for these two, you know, moments? Yeah, the good thing about that is that they can share a wig uh, for a George of the Jungle tribute, so they don't have to cut. Yes. Co- they can cut costs there. Um, because you know it's a it's an expensive production to do, and especially to get a Brendan Fraser um, cameo in there. But they can share a wig, so it's all good. Love it. Love well, it. I'll have to add that to my list because I have been wanting to see that movie, um, and it has been it has looked really intriguing. Oh my god, it's the saddest movie you will ever see, Brian. Saddest movie. Oh. Again, sign me up. Emotional <laughs> roller coaster. <laughs> yes. We love to be on edge at all times. Yes. Yes. Correct. Okay, a couple more. Okay, so speaking of um, Alicia Silverstone, we have from two different users, um, Matsu54 and a user called Teenage My Peach. Great. Um, yeah. Um, Paul okay. Rudd in Clueless. I think I love Josh. <laughs> Who didn't love Josh? No, we when all love had- Josh. That is really an aha moment where she has it on the fountain. That's an awakening, mm-hmm. you know, yes. where they choreograph the lights and the water to like all yes. turn on at the yes. same time. And yeah. she had like these sort of feelings that were maybe a bit in the dark. Mm-hmm. And then she came to this epiphany. Yeah. She had her own Paul Rudd awakening. Um, yeah. I 
totally get it. Yeah. He did the trick. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks the same, which is ridiculous. He like his his beauty routine is just out of control because he looks the same from right now when he was in Clueless. I agree. He doesn't really seem to have aged much, no. which is just like go him. Love go it. him. Um, okay, so a couple more. So this is also like was on multiple this is two of the same on the same post from work confident and rule gum great um they both said michelangelo's the david because it was like the first time in like this academic setting that they saw like a naked man and they were like auga mm, i yeah i mean it's one of the like probably most well-documented male physiques that mm-hmm. is you know prized for how realistic it looks so if mm-hmm. you get just like a a full viewing show and you get to spend as much time with it as you want while you're looking at it. So, and you're, you're you know, encouraged to study it. So yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I, yeah. Sc- school was a, school was a funny time. Cause obviously like if you're learning this, you're in high school, right? So you're kind of like hormones are going all over the place. I, um, for me, <laughs> high school was like the first time I had ever seen like a gay adult because some of my teachers were gay and you could not tell me that they were not the most beautiful people in the world. Um, I had such crushes on like all of my like hot gay teachers, um, specifically Jordan Goldwarg. Hey, you were at my high school for a year. Uh, I, you were not my history teacher, but I certainly picked up my friend every day from history class. <laughs> Just like peer in and be like, a little way. hey. And then um, I was terrible at math, like terrible at math. But for two years, I had the same teacher because like he taught different classes. And um, he was straight, but he was like a 6'4 math nerd who was from the Netherlands, who was also a rower named Mm. Bauke Nordzai. And you best believe that I got pretty good at math because I stayed after class every day single day to like get math help um which i did need but was also like yeah i'll totally get math help from from this guy and i fell so hard in love with him uh it just when you said his name it's kind of reminding me of i don't know if you watched euphoria but there's like Mm -hmm. that little kind of a side where cat's in her bedroom and like that man (laughs) comes and he's like holding the sword and he's like probably a similar stature i just imagine him in your math class and then you being like yes i'll i'll take a i'll take another lesson please Um, in my mind it was he was not like that at all but in my mind i was like yeah he's he's thor the conqueror mm -hmm. yeah well there's also like a bit of like a level of authority that comes Mm -hmm. you know with that role that i think can add like some level of attraction or like, you know, they have a lot of knowledge and that can be like really sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, yeah, just the age. You're just like, I just want yeah. you. Yeah. It, it was pretty crazy. And it definitely like um, took me a while to get out of that like mentality. Um, but oh boy, did, did I just fall so in love with him? And I'm telling you, I firmly believe that if there's a class that students do not want to take, just have a really hot person teach it to them, and then they'll get it. I agree. 
Yeah. You know, like lean into what people want. Yeah. Yeah. Deliver the medicine with a spoonful of sugar. Now that is also what we call a hat on a hat. Lovely, lovely. Um, So those are kind of like a lot of the Reddit ones, but I do have some from my friends, specifically my boyfriend, Giovanni. He um, cites um, Sebastian Stan as his sexual awakening, but specifically from the movie The Covenant. Have you seen this movie? No. I've never seen it either. I will soon bring you into the light a little bit from what I know. Basically, I only know like one scene, which is like the awakening scene where essentially it's like all these like straight guys um, and they're in a locker room, like in the shower, like changing after like a workout or something. And there's just like a lot of like sexual tension, but they're all like straight. And it's like Sebastian Stan, like Chase Crawford, like all these like kind of early or like mid 2000s hotties and it's just like hottie hot hot and so yeah. an, actually a, another reddit user cited that yes avatar.tormun said the main cast of the covenant that entire pool slash locker scene big eyes emoji interesting i'm i find it interesting when people can like find the locker room to be like a really sexy and exciting mm-hmm. ar- arena because for me it was always like high high anxiety like yeah give me, yeah, yeah give me out yeah like i i was never like enticed by it i was always just like i want to get as far away from here as possible so yeah i maybe the, people have like a you know a certain level of comfort with it that just can reel them in i was never i was never one of those people but i also haven't seen the scene to that movie so i don't want to speak too soon yeah i was kind of a getting get out but hey if sebastian stan and chase crawford were there i might stay in for a little longer yeah yeah Yeah. who knows um did any of your friends that you were talking to have like really interesting awakenings that you that you have here um i mean it was you know brendan fraser came up Mm -hmm. um uh, also batman and robin Yes, like that, Robin. That was another thing. Wow, there is just a con the connection of consciousness here. I have mm-hmm. three different Reddit users that said um, Chris O'Donnell as Robin yes, in like- Batman. Um, wild to me. Um, if pe- people want to look this up, Chris O'Donnell as Robin. It is maybe the gayest outfit you will ever see it is so tight so muscly but then he has this like little mask on that is just high camp so just gay it's so good it's so good (laughs) yeah and like if you see his like chest plate Mm -hmm. and just like the detail that they Mm -hmm. are kind of alluding to being there yeah you know, between that and Abercrombie and Fitch, no <laughs> yeah. wonder everyone has grown up with body dysmorphia, body issues, mm-hmm. you know, all of these feelings that are just, it's like, no wonder, no wonder, look where we got it from. I know. It was all around. I know. Love is all around. Um, I wonder if these actors know that there is like a constant theme of like, a lot of people in the queer community know about this. Like, do you think Chris O'Donnell's walking around being like, mm, I did that? 
Mm. I don't know. I'll have to ask him next time we hang out. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, cause we're, we're so close. Yeah. But you've both been so busy recently. I get it. I get it. It's hard to keep in touch. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Um, I feel like people probably do probably not so much as an understanding if you were inside of the community mm-hmm. um, and being able to like look around you versus kind of like having to look within another world and try and understand mm-hmm. it from like the outside. Yeah. Um, but I would say that there's probably some kind of knowledge, intuition, feeling that people, people know a bit of what they're doing. I hope so. I would love for someone to get like a royalty check of every time someone comes out because of that celebrity, they get like 10 cents on the dollar. Oh, I love the idea of monetization. (laughs) Yes. Of coming out. Well, it's also an incentive to make more images like that Chris O'Donnell image. Yes. Yes. And an incentive to not, you know, be in the closet. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love it. I love putting a capitalist lens on it. (laughs) Yeah, we're in late stage capitalism here. Um, uh, My Oh yeah, so another one, my friend Karam, who is yet again a two-timer, said, um, much like you were saying, that yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio was a big one for him. Um, And yeah, my guess is that it's that um, Titanic, just Titanic. Like, so he's pretty amazing in that. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I think I saw, I saw Titanic in the theaters like three times mm-hmm. when it came out. And I don't know exactly what year it came out, but I mean, I think I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like I was, it was young. <laughs> and I just remember like begging my parents to be like, can we please go see it again? Can we please go mm-hmm. see it again? And yeah. Like obviously the theatrics of it were amazing, but I think it was probably, you know, the fact that I was just head over heels in love Yeah, with, Jack Dawson and in like a bit of a you know a way that I wouldn't want to admit it um Rose's ex-husband Cal Cal oh yeah he was the worst but I was still like hot yeah well yeah he he was he well he had that that beautiful hair and those luscious lips Mm, mm -hmm. and the diamonds oh hello a heart-shaped diamond not ugly at all um (laughs) what I See, I think my gay awakening in Titanic was the thing of I just wanted to be Kate Winslet. I wanted that curly red hair that can never fully stay up in a bun. I wanted um that big reveal of a hat in the beginning. Um oh, I, yeah. I wanted that corset. I uh I just wanted to be her so badly um that I kind of like disregarded Leonardo DiCaprio. I just so badly wanted to be her. He was just living in her shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I remember just like wanting that red dress. With yeah. With the beads. And I always wanted to like feel like what it would be like to wear the heels and like step on the metal pole <gasps> with the beads and be like, very satisfying. Like what would I like? I just wanted to feel what that was like. I know. We just want to feel what she feels. Mm hmm. We just want to. We just want to be flying, Jack. Yeah, and just and wealth, you know. Oh, I mean, hello. Yeah, I, will, I won't say no to that um, ever. Um, well, Bri, Bri, are you up for a little bit of a game with me? Yes, let's play. Okay, fab. Let the games begin. Let the games begin. So you know, I love a quirky little game with a fun little title. So we started this conversation by talking about the underwear aisle at uh, the department stores. So. 
This game is called Keep It Brief. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some celebrities or like characters or people in the ether. And you have to tell me what type of underwear you think these people of note wear. Okay. Um, So are our options like boxers, briefs, like are we doing mostly like male dominated underwear? Yeah, I would say these people identify as men, but that doesn't mean that they have to wear men's underwear. That's also very fair. Um, and then is nothing, no underwear, is that an option? Oh, well? yeah. It could be anything. You can even say bloomers. Okay. All right. All right. Let's play. All right. Great. Okay. So um, starting strong with um, a person we just talked about, um, cue the fountains, Paul Rudd. Ooh, uh, okay. So 90s Paul Rudd, I would say definitely wore boxers, much I like much so. of the population. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say boxer briefs. I think so. I think so. Do you think there's like a color, a specific color? Like navy blue. Yeah. Practical. Practical. Yeah. I I, I, I mean, definitely see a boxer brief, but I do think that because he's doing so much Ant-Man press right now, he wants to wear red, you know? It's like he wants to um, kind of promote the film he's doing from the inside out. Oh, okay. See, I didn't even know that he was in that movie, mm-hmm. and I would have adjusted my answer yeah he does play a small role of ant-man in that movie um but i um but it's okay that you missed it i can you know i can also see maybe like occasionally for him like a, a thong Ooh. maybe on like a thursday night or a friday yeah thursday night in with the girls i think so mm-hmm. yeah all right be comfortable with i think that's good all right moving on to our next one um uh, this is Matthew McConaughey. Oh, um, <clears throat> I think he goes between briefs and none, nudity. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think there's a lot of no underwear involved. Yeah, I see him as like a sarong around the house kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess that could be, you know, part of the lexicon of undergarments. Yeah. Um, yeah. Covering. O- only garments. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think that's fair. Like, kind of like crunchy granola. Um, he he wants to feel. Let's just say he wants to feel the wind beneath his wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next is current reigning People Magazine's sexiest man alive, Michael B. Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, not Michael Jordan the basketball player. Michael B. Jordan the actor. Um. That's okay. That's okay. We can go with Michael Jordan, <laughs> the basketball player. Yeah, um, I'm going to say, um, we're just going to go with the safe answer for Michael B. Jordan. I'm just going to say boxer briefs just because, you know. Yeah, sure. I feel like that's middle of the road. Yeah. If it were Michael Jordan, <laughs> given his athletic background, I would say he's probably going between like performance, compression, you mm-hmm. know, Under Armour style, and then potentially a jockstrap. Yeah, just like full on, but like the utility of it all. Yeah, not for like a sexy type, like just yeah. for like actually utilizing it for real potential. Yeah, the sexiness is a um, casualty of wearing it that we will suffer <laughs> as a community. Yeah. We'll 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 brave we'll brave that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do that work. All right, so our next two are um, characters um, in the world, which I just thought were funny. Um, okay, so first one is Popeye. Mm, all right, he's giving 
high, you know, he's very masculine of character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like they're probably, whatever they are, they're probably slightly dirty. Yeah, like, I think so. There's this, like, maybe, like, I don't know what they would have back then. Probably something that would come to his knees, like a boxer yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, like a bloomer situation. But also, all that spin and cheese eating, that's a lot of fiber. There's no way those the, those undergarments are clean. I agree. I could also see him doing like tidy whities, you know, like yeah. kind of classic old American. Yeah, um, like a like a fruit of the loom, um, high waisted situation, a nineteen fifties cut, if you will. Oh yeah, I like applying the time period to it too. Yeah, <laughs> a Y front, if you will. <laughs> All right, why so why our- not? Why not take a crazy chance? Why not do a crazy dance? All right. So our last one um, uh, is <laughs> Fred from Scooby-Doo. Anyone? Fred from Scooby-Doo. What do we think? Because there are layers there of who Fred actually is. I think he's wearing the jockstrap, not for the athletic purposes. <laughs> I think so, too. I don't think um, wearing a jockstrap would help him solve mysteries any faster. From a mobility perspective. Oh, maybe. No. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's tucked and lifted so he can run quickly if he has to. Yeah. I mean, I was talking about this with Brent in uh, the last podcast I just did with him, that that Scooby-Doo movie was supposed to be, like, way more queer. And Brent and I talked about how, like, Michelle Geller and Linda Cardellini had, like, a kiss that was edited out. But it was also alluded to that Freddie Prince Jr. as Fred, it was supposed to be alluded to that he had, like, multiple partners of, like, different genders, and he was, like, sexually fluid. And they also cut that out of the movie. Ugh. Man, that that could have been a child's gay awakening. I know, I yeah. know. Ugh, I know. And now, I will say, Velma, I think, was probably... Velma and Daphne were probably a lot of people's sexual awakenings, I have to say. those mm. Sarah Michelle mm. Gellar in that little outfit, and then Velma, Velma just being who she is, uh, being Linda Cardellini in that bob, I think, I think that's the ticket. Yeah, and also props to Velma now for getting her own spinoff series. I know, you know? good for her. Yeah. And Linda, Linda Cardellini has more work. Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar is now back in the in the lexicon. Um, Freddie Prince Jr., you know, just, just being, being Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, he doesn't have to work anymore after Summer Catch. <laughs> <laughs> that was... <sighs> that was right in line, right behind... You know, the certain scene from Mad Mother Teen Movie, that was like when he's like in the, like, they were like out on the baseball field and like he got up to go like run naked through the sprinklers. Mm. I was just like, I can die and go to heaven. I've never seen it. Now I have two things I have to watch. Okay. Yeah. You're doing, you're taking a blast from the past and going to see a blast from the past (laughs) and summer catch. And I will be awoken again. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Reborn. Ugh, we love a reborn. Um, ugh, so good. So I think I think all those takes on all those people are uh, correct. And so we are coming to the end of our little Gay Awakening podcast here. But as you know, because you are a veteran of this medium, um, every week I have a segment called Guest Obsessed, where I ask a guest what they've been obsessed with recently. So, Brian Bodges, what have you been obsessed with recently? 
And I'm trying to remember what it was last time, but do you remember what you were obsessed with last time? No, and I was dreading. I was hoping you <laughs> didn't have time for this segment because I I didn't think of one. But well, yeah, like what's something you you did today that you were obsessed with? I had kale today. I honestly, <gasps> I think I'm becoming obsessed with kale again. You, back, um, all back to Oprah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I you know I'm just gonna go with greens in general. Yes. Um, the arugulas, the kales, the salad mixes, uh, the Swiss chard. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm on like one week of eating those pretty consistently, and I'm pretty proud of that. Look at you. May, might I recommend the gayest of all greens, frisee? Oh, I love a frisee. <laughs> I don't know if you uh, ever like grew up having a Kroger or anything around Mm-mm. you, but they do this like designer lettuces pack that is <laughs> it's so dumb but it's like these it's like this like clamshell and it's got like three or four different like heads of like these like kind of designer lettuces and one of them's all just frisee and it feels like you're kind of like eating like twigs or like seaweed sort of but like in the best way and it's just got such a good little crunch and i love it we don't have any Kroger or anything around here. Uh, okay, well, sure. I I live next to a Ralph's that has Kroger. So here's what I'll do. I will go to Ralph's, and what, next time I'm in New York, I will bring you a clamshell full of designer frise. Uh, yeah, thank you. You don't even have to refrigerate it or anything. No. Just, no. Yeah. Ugh. You can get it tomorrow, and if I see you in four months, it's fine. Yeah. still going to maintain it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, that's amazing. I am also now obsessed, but specifically with just Frise. But I love the idea of designer lettuce. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Um, when you said that, I thought you were talking about like like a, a designer collab, which we know you love collabs, with like <laughs> lettuce. So I was just like, like um, Chanel X Frise, um, Gucci <laughs> X Romaine, which could be really good. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, that would be that would be nuts. Yeah. Um, no, this one was like I think it was their like whatever their their private selection line, mm-hmm. and they they may not call it actually designer, but in my eyes, it was always like this is the designer <laughs> salad. That's so funny. I love that. Yeah, it's curated. It's sure. curated. It's behind the glass. You have to ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that is so good. And I think what a perfect way to wrap up this little podcast. You've awoken me to this salad. We've awoken each other to our gay awakenings. And I hope that we've awoken the audience to a bunch of gay things they need to watch. But before we go, Brian Bodges, you have Instagram, right? That you want to get out there and uh, be yes, a superstar? Uh, yes. Uh, you can find me on Instagram um, at Broges, B-R-O-G-G-E-S-S. Um, and then on my only garments. Yes. Is that what we said? It's only garments? Yeah, I have an only garments as well. Uh, but I'll I'll drop the link for that. Yeah, that that's that's a season two link, so you have to stay tuned for that one. Uh, 
Um, and with that, I also just want to make sure that anyone listening knows that they should follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod. That's omdqpod. And let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with, because maybe we'll make an episode about it and to leave us a rating. All right, Brian, I absolutely love talking to you. And I'll be right there with the salad. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of I'll course. The reunion. <laughs> Bye.